Hey y'all, what's good? What's up? Welcome back to Healing and Hope with your girl Nay. I hope you guys are doing well, swell, and everything in between. What's good? What's up? I hope y'all are doing good. Um, let me find what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Um, today's episode is going to be talking about the inner child. And I'm super, super excited because I've been waiting to do the episodes that I've really, really been waiting to do that I've ended with. Um, I'm been, I've been ready to do the isolation one and the inner child one so bad. Like, I've been waiting to do, I think, really, my top one, I would say, I don't know, all, this, all the episodes that's dropping this week are going to be so good. So, I'm excited and I hope y'all really enjoy them. Um, we dropped some amazing content all season two. Like I pray that I pray that I'm able to go back and really listen to a lot of my stuff very, very soon. Um just because just because like sometimes y'all like I don't know if anybody is like me, but sometimes, you know, like I tell I've said it a lot of times where I'm that person where if I re-listen to my episode, it's because I have to re-listen to it in order to put it out. Like, when I put this out, I'm I'm going to re-listen to it for the purpose of, you know, having to promote it and put it out or whatever. Most of the time, I don't go re-listen to it just to listen to it. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I have some... We have... Me and Chun and then, you know, my YouTube, like... It is some amazing stuff, um, and sometimes I really forget to just pat myself on the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, wow, you are, so, like, you know, like, I, I'm very, sometimes I feel like I'm too humble. Um, I feel like, which is also crazy, um, I'm doing a special episode on humility um, this week as well. So, that's another episode. So, we got Inner Child today. I think I'm going to drop this tonight. I'm making it in the morning. I think I'm going to drop it tonight. We got inner child coming up. We got isolation. We got humility. And then we got the last episode, which is going to be speaking on higher self. Um, but I'm going to be just touching into my higher self. It's going to be really neat. Um, I'm excited. I got Chun to do me some questions. So I'm excited. But yeah, I, I, like, I feel like sometimes I'm too humble. But, you know, the more I get closer to God, there's no such thing as being too humble. Like, that's really how you should live your life. You should live your... Like, I'm not saying that you don't have to go after all your goals, but do it in a humble way. Um, Be humble about everything you do. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Uh, I have, like, I have no need or no part of me. Like, I, like, my ego has been gone for a long time now. Like, well, I'm not going to say my ego is gone because, you know, there's a lot of times that I still want to operate out of ego, but I have a lot of control over myself these days. You know, um, over the past months, I've been gaining a lot of control over myself. So self-control is so important. And so like, even if I want to operate out of my ego, I know that that gets me nowhere. I know that like, who, who, who is that, you know, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Operating out your ego is just, is serving yourself, 
you know, being humble, operating out of your higher self is, you know, serving, first and foremost, you serving God because you end up serving other people, you know, and at the end of the day, no matter what, we are God's people. So I'd rather, you know, serve, you know, God's people, you know, I'd rather serve God and his people versus, you know, doing everything just to serve myself. And that's just me. Um, That's just how, you know, that's just a part of my process and my change and my journey. Like, I have no need to boast about anything. Um, but sometimes, you know, it is okay for me to just, like, pat myself on the back. Like, not out loud, but just to myself. Like, I don't even do it to myself. Like, because also because I just, you know, when it comes to my life, I be so serious about what I got going on. I be so tuned in, so tapped in. So I don't really take the time to really like celebrate. And sometimes like when I do, I feel bad. Like I'm like, I should be like not doing this. I should be doing this, you know, but honestly it is good to really celebrate yourself. Um, and even in the little ways, like you don't have to outdo, you know, you don't have to outdo it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just celebrate yourself. Just acknowledge your accomplishments you know sometimes I don't don't even acknowledge all the things that I've done even when it comes to just my healing like not even me putting out a book or having a podcast but just the growth that I've been going through over especially these past seven months like I don't even acknowledge that really but we should really acknowledge like we especially when you're on this journey you're really putting in the work you should really acknowledge that, you know, I put this work in and I'm proud of myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about the inner child because I really, really been wanting to talk about that lately. Um, Because that is really the work that I started with. Like, that's how I started, you know, healing my inner child. Like, first, like, the first thing was for me was really understanding, okay, there's some work that need to be done. Like, okay, there are some changes that need to be made in order for me to walk a better path in my life. Like, there's something that, there's more. You know, I always tell y'all that. And I said that on the YouTube. There's more. Um, I know there's more. Like, this can't be my life. Like, you know, this can't be what it is. Like, I just, I just, it's not it. Like, kind of how I was saying on the spirituality or maybe before that where it was like, you know, I was once this girl that, you know, was so full of life and, you know, had so many, like, dreams and ambitions to really have more. And, you know, I looked at my life, um, maybe like 22, 23, and I was like, where did that girl go that, you know, wanted more out of her life? Like, partying, smoking, drinking, you know, being down bad, financially depressed, like, a lot of anxiety, you know, all these toxic relationships all these situations, like, this is never what I saw for myself, like, living like how I'm living, that, that was never how small, little nay, you know, little girl nay, that's never how she saw the world, like, she, this, this is never how she saw her life, you know, even though I didn't live a, the most perfect childhood, I still had, you know, as a little girl, I still had dreams, you know, as a little girl, I still had a sparkle in my eye, as a little girl, you know, I wanted, you know, more, and I feel like, you know, as a little girl, I had this light. And I feel like as we get older, we start to lose that light. You know, the more we go through, you know, teenage experiences and then young adulthood experiences and then adult experiences, we begin to lose that sparkle in our eye. We use, we begin to lose that spark in what we used to love, what we used to do. We, we, we begin to lose that light. 
And, you know, I got to a point where it's like, where, where did all that go? You know, um, and it's like, I got to get back to that. Like, you know, I got to get back to, you know, who I, who I was before the world took a hold of me. Like before my experiences and all these situations and all these people took a hold of me, like these jobs, you know, these expectations, you know, I got to get back to that, to that little girl, because it's like, that little girl was carefree, that little girl was, you know, love, that little girl was light, you know, that little girl had fun, you know, that little girl had spark, you know, that little girl had some, you know, about her, like, where is that little girl, because, you know, this is not it, this is not the life that I thought I was going to be living, and it, and it really wasn't even about, you know, having a certain amount of money, or having, you know, certain accomplishments at that time. Like, you know, I, I always been humble. Like, I always been good with whatever I, you know, I had with whatever I get. Like, you know, I, like, even if I'm working at Wendy's, you know, working at the ice cream cookie place, like, I always been grateful. You know, I've been at, I stayed at a job for almost a year. You know, Ross, you know, I love working there. I would stay there because I love to work. I love to be in this in an environment and really do things and really, you know, just be me in those spaces. It's never about the biggest accomplishment. Like even with college, like I literally just love to learn. Like I, it wasn't about like graduating in four years, you know, it wasn't about that for me. Like humbly, I just, you know, did, I just showed up and did what I was, you know, supposed to do. And I, you know, try to make the best out of everything that life throws my way. So it was more so about, okay, why am I not happy? Like, why am I not fulfilled? Like, where is the light? Where is the life? You know, where is the freedom? Like, you know, I'm just wasting my life away. You know, when you just going to work, going to school, partying, drinking, not really caring, you know, smoking, you know, dealing with depression, dealing with just a whole bunch, you know, toxicness again, like in relationships, it's like, it drains you and it takes so much life from you and so much light from you, you know, and it's just like, okay, you know, like you just start to accept like the mundane of your life and it, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Like life should be fulfilling, you know, life should have some light in it, you know, it should have um, some spark to it, you know, we should have sparkles in our eyes, like I talked about how looking in the mirror, you know, I didn't like what I saw. Like, I saw the darkness in my eyes. I didn't see the light in my eyes, you know. And now I do. You know, now I, I'm i fulfilled, you know. Now there's spark, you know. Now I receive so much life, you know. So it's like, that's really where you start. You have to, you know, first acknowledge that, you know, this is not it. And then you start with your inner child, like you start, you go back to what um, you used to like to do. Um, and so before I really get started, let me go into a definition. Let me go into a definition. Give me a second. I always feel so professional with the iPad, with the keyboard attached. <laughs> um... Okay, so I got a couple of definitions. So, inner child, <clears throat> the childlike, usually hidden part of a person's personality that is characterized by playfulness, spontaneity, and creativity, 
usually accompanied by anger, hurt, and fear attributable to childhood experiences. So it's like those hidden parts of you, those parts that we hide away. Um, you know, those parts that we hide away, the fun parts of us that we hide away, the light side, the creative side that we hide. And then it's like, we, what's the word? So like the, the playfulness and everything we hide away and we've, we've replaced it with, you know, the anger and the fear from, you know, childhood experiences, like, you know, because like I've been talking about a little bit, we take what we go through in childhood with us. So we lose that, we lose, well, you know, like probably like the teenage years, like some of us really go through stuff like when we three, two, like from birth, you know, some of us are even given away from birth and that really affects us, you know, once we really get older and we start to understand life. So even from birth, like some of us really you know, already have very negative experiences, negative connotations with our childhood. You know what I'm saying? Um, And it's like we never really get to experience a true childhood, some of us. Um, But that does not mean you don't have an inner child. Because um, just yesterday, one of my mentors was just talking about how we come into this world, you know, pure. We come into this world with good intentions. We don't come into this world, you know, thinking that we're going to be given away, you know, for some people. We don't come into this world thinking that we're going to be hurt or harmed by other people. We don't come into this world, you know, knowing that later down the line we might get abused, you know, in any way possible. We don't come into this world knowing that we might get neglected or abandoned. We don't come into this world, you know, thinking that, you know, we're going to lose people close to us at such young age. We don't come into this world knowing these things, but that's the world that we come into. And so we come into this world happy, you know, we cry, but then, you know, we get that spank on the butt. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what they really do, <laughs> but um, we cry, but, you know, we come into this world and we laugh, you know, we're happy babies, you know, we don't know what's going on. We know, you know, we're just kids. We're pure in heart. You know, we're joyful. We're laughter. We have, we laugh. You know, we giggle. You know, gaga, gugu, gaga. Like we don't have any idea what's waiting on us as we get older. So you know, even at one, two, three, you know, even if we do experience trauma at one year, one year old, two year old, three year old, it's abandonment, neglect. You know, um, we still have this sense of purity because we still have no idea what's really going on at this time at one year old, two year old. We don't have that ability. We don't have that cognition to be able to understand, oh, my mom left me or, oh, I'm being neglected. You know, somebody's not feeding me. Somebody's not taking care of me properly. We don't understand that. We're still kids. So we still have this like inner child about us. We still have this, you know, this joy, you know, these smiles, these laughter. We really don't understand, um, that concept of being neglected or being abused or being hurt until we're really, really like maybe like 9, 10, 11, 12. And that's when it really kind of allows us to really understand, okay, this is what I went through as a child. And wow, like that's what I went through or this is what I'm going through. But then by the time we really understand, we're hitting that age of adolescence. So then we are going through more stuff, you know? So it's like, we don't really, some of us don't even get the chance to experience, you know, 
a childhood for real um you know a lot of us have to grow up at like six seven eight like <clears throat> at six seven eight some kids know how to cook you know even if it's just um putting in a, a hot pocket or a pizza in the oven we know how to operate things that we shouldn't know how to operate you know what i'm saying you know we know how to bathe ourselves because nobody's there to give us a bath you know so you know a lot of childhood experiences are taken away from us but yet I'm saying that we still, you know, are children that should, you know, be able to experience, you know, joy, creativity, um, playfulness, spontaneity. Like, we should be experiencing those things, but unfortunately, some of us don't experience those things unless we are, like, in school. You know, we get to play with our friends. Like, some, you know, growing up, you know, some kids actually love school because that's when they actually, you know, get attention. You know, that's when they actually are able to play. That's when they're actually able to eat. You know, that, like I said, that's that we get that attention. Like some teachers show, I wouldn't say show special attention, but we get attention from our teachers, from, you know, the people above us, um, our authority figures in school who, you know, really, you know, are there to teach us and take care of us during those hours. So, you know, or if we go to after school programs, we get that, you know, attention from people that teach us there. Um, and so, you know, and then we, we have our we have our friends, we got the playground, we got the, you know, once again after school program, so we're able to like, you know, um I'm channeling my days at the Boys and Girls Club. So we get to, you know, play and you know, we get to we do get those experiences. So we're not all the way lost to those experiences because eventually we go to school and eventually, you know, we um do after school programs and eventually like when we're 13 14 we get to go outside and we get to play you know or in the neighborhood when you're growing up you get to go outside and you get to play on the playground etc cetera, etc cetera. you know you just get to play with the next door neighbor so it's like we see you know that's you know even childhood you know imagine a play stuff like that so it's not all the way lost to us but it's still coupled with negative experiences as well um at the same time and then i saw another definition that i like um <clears throat> childhood trauma um so childhood trauma is where the child's needs are not met destroys a child's sense of safety causing them to become hyper vigilant and scared in adulthood these inner children never go away and neither does their feelings of being unsafe and that the world is a horrible and dangerous place um like i talk about a lot a lot of people still move you know like like this definition just said the inner child never goes away a lot of people have not really grown up and matured because they still operating out of that that fear and that unsafe feeling, you know, that they had growing up of that abuse. I've been abused, so they're afraid to really uh, live their life in fulfillment. They're really afraid to let somebody else love them. You know, they're really afraid to, you know, like one thing about me is like one of the one of the negative things that I've experienced is, you know, not being able to trust. So. I haven't really been able to get to clo- get close to a lot of people because of my trust issues. Like I have a like they they've been in deb- in they've been nailed in me for so long. Like you know I really don't like my relationships. Like I don't really peel back all my layers in my friendships. I wouldn't even say my relationships in my friendships, um, relationships too. Um, certain ones I don't peel back all my layers because I have very bad trust issues and you know I operate out of that and I'm trying to work through that honestly um that's something that I'm trying to work through um 
but we live in a crazy world so it's like it's hard you know you have for me it's like I have to find the right people like when I find the right people I don't mind doing that I don't mind peeling back all the labels when I know layers when I know I can um you know I'm very intuitive so that when you grow you know when you do work on your inner child you know, some things you start to see and understand that some people can't help. So some people are genuinely just not trustworthy, you know. And so it's like you have to have discernment. Like, it's so much with healing, you know. But one thing at a time. Um, So back to that inner child. Like, some people are still operating out of that hurt and that fear. Like, some people can't love because they're, they're, they're afraid that they're going to be hurt. They're afraid that you're going to abandon them. They're afraid that, you know, something's going to be, you know, you're going to leave them. You know, you're going to hurt them. You're going to harm them. You know, they feel unsafe, you know, people, some people's needs weren't met. So once again, like, you know, that childhood trauma can be very, very um, hurtful. You know, it can really have a huge effect on us as adults. And so we still, you know, when we go out into the world and we have these other relationships with other people, whether friendship or, you know, romantic so whether platonic or romantic even in workspaces workplaces you know we don't really know how to operate out of maturity and out of you know like an adult mindset excuse me because we're still operating you know out of that fear out of that hurt out of that unsafety feeling of i don't know this person i don't trust this person you know my mom my dad my family did all these things to me so you know why would why would this person really love me why would this person really be genuine to me if these people if I if all I've known is hurt even like in certain situations and friendships you know all I've seen is this all I've seen is that so you know you we stick we stick by we stay around the people that you know we know are not for us but you know since childhood since growing up that's all we've known this type of environment so we want to stay in these type of environments because you know that's all we've known but that environment is doing nothing for us Yet, this is what we feel like we should be around. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry that y'all can probably hear them cutting grass or whatever they're doing. Like, oh my God, it's always something. Um, But yeah, like that's another thing I speak on. Like, that's why it's so important to heal your inner child. Simply because you don't want to continue to operate, you know, out of that fear. Two, 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 two. I just got back on my phone. I mean, on the recording and that's what I seen. But we still operating out of that fear, out of that unsafety, out of that, you know, this is all I've known. So there can't be better. You know, they can't, this person can't really love me. You know, there can't be a, there can't be more. There can't be a better environment. You know what I'm saying? Um. So that's why inner child healing is important because you can't move away from the toxicity. You can't heal from the pain. You can't heal from the hurt. You can't heal from the abuse. It's possible. My stomach says hello. It's possible. It is so possible, but you have to do the work. If you don't start to heal your inner child, you're going to continuously, you know, feel like everything and everybody is out against you. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and I want to say this is another thing that I saw. Um, why do people lose their inner child? You know, as you mature, you inevitably become disconnected from your inner child. The stresses of adult life, money, relationships, work overshadow the connection. Though you might not feel connected to your inner child, it's always there, informing your emotions and decisions from the background. So yeah, like you are definitely like one of the things I said, I seen this post on social media and it was like, Is your inner child your higher self? 
And I said, no, I don't think your inner child is your higher self. I don't think so. And my, my philosophy is that my inner child has, is actually leading me to my higher self. Because you do lose that connection with your inner child. But your inner child is always going to be there. So once you tap back into and acknowledge that you do have an inner child, like that, even if your inner child is very much hidden away, very much scared, you know, scared to come out and play, you know, it's always been there. So, for example, you, I've, I lost my connection with my inner child through exactly what this, what I just said, through the stresses of my, even, even, you know, like my teenage years, like hopping into relationships so early and dealing with relationships and people so early and also feeling neglected from by my mother. Um, you know, not feeling like I had a relationship with my mother, my dad, not there. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, me trying to just find that, uh, that companionship somewhere outside of myself. Um, sorry, my head. So, you know, just, automatically losing connect with my inner child because you know here I am you know looking for a companionship outside of myself because you know my dad is not there my mom is working all the time you know we don't have like a a mother-daughter relationship or whatever because of her own you know problems and so um you know I'm losing sense of you know of myself you know I'm just trying to find whatever to make me feel happy you know on the inside so I'm not connected with you know my inner child anymore so they were surely losing that spark that light you know um, as I'm getting older, not reading as much as I was, you know, not really writing. I'm writing more than I'm reading. Um, still doing the same, but, you know, just not really enjoying my childhood. Like, I'm 13. Well, yeah, I'm 13, 14. I'm already, like, seeing what it's like to, you know, uh, experiment with, you know, the other uh, the other gender. You know, I'm already um, at that age now where I'm like, okay. Like, I'm already fully developed, you know. So, I'm already at this age where, okay, the other gender is attracted to me. So, 14, 15, you know, I'm in relationships. Um, even, you know, like I've talked about my pregnancy, got pregnant at 16. So, I'm already losing that sense of being a child. Like, at, six, at 13, 14, 15, 16, you are still a child. You're not grown until you're 18. So, you know, I should still, you know, be somewhere in a park somewhere reading a book, you know, but at this point, like, you know, I've been in a relationship 16, 17, you know, still dealing with people 18, you know, I'm grown now, but, you know, I've already lost that sense of self. So, you know, my world revolves around relationships and then it revolves around school, getting out of school, going to college, you know, then it revolves around having to get a job. <laughs> I was working, I started my first job. Me and my mom did a, a job on the beach for like a day we did we worked for like a day so one my first real job was um at cookout we moved to greenville so i'm 17 with a job about to graduate high school so i'm already working you know knowing what it means to you know have a means then i'm in college you know working working at wendy's you know so i i gotta you know fend for myself basically so it's like there's there was you know already been losing that sense of 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 my connected to my inner child like there's no time for play there's no time for creativity there's no time for spontaneity spontaneity um there's no time for you know any of that because now shit has got real <laughs> you know so now i'm like stressed out you know trying to do everything on my own you know i'm hyper independent because like when i turned 17 like everything like everything like I had to do to graduate, I paid for it, you know, um, 
at some point, I used to say, I feel like my mom checked out, you know. So, you know, I never really used to ask my dad for stuff. Like, you know, it was always mom. So, at some point, I feel like my mom checked out. So, like, when I was, like, 18, 19, I started to ask my dad for almost all everything. Like, that's when he started to really, like, come in at this time <clears throat> and really be a big, big help to me. Because, um, you know, I'm grown now. So, like, when I'm young, all the money goes to my mom, basically, if we need something. So, now that I'm grown, if I need something, I'm just calling him, like, Dad, yeah, I need some help. So, uh, you know, like, life just crazy. So, you know, I don't have time to really have fun. And then when I do have fun, it looks like drinking. It looks like I didn't even smoke. It looked, So, uh, my freshman year in college was, I didn't smoke my freshman year in college. I just, I was drinking. Mind you, I've been drinking since, like, 13, 14, I've been drinking since then. So, you know, um, I've been, you know, I'm, I have, you know, a connection with drinking. Like, that was nothing new. I didn't smoke, though. And, you know, when I was young, I was just drinking the drink. I didn't really, you know, care for it. You know, I was just doing it. Um, so then when I got to college, you know, I wasn't really drinking the drink. You know, I was just drinking to have a good time at that point. Um, so sophomore year, I started drinking. I mean, I started smoking. So I really didn't care to drink because I became a smoker. And yeah, that was my thing. So, um, you know, still not really being connected to my inner child because now, like, I'm in the clubs or at the kickbacks, you know. Um, so I'm an adult, you know, not really connected with her inner child. I'm, again, in the clubs, um, at the kickbacks, smoke, smoking. I about to say smoking Henny, <laughs> drinking Henny, uh, smoking weed, um yelling out a twerking <laughs> you know that's my idea of fun you know that's my idea of having fun but that's not like that's not you know inner child healing <laughs> that's avoiding all of you all of your real life problems <laughs> that's escapism that's really escaping everything that you're going through you know that's not really um acknowledging anything like i didn't acknowledge you know, getting pregnant at 16 and the effect that it had on me. I didn't acknowledge not having my dad around. I didn't acknowledge, you know, not having a good relationship with my mother. Because a lot of times, you know, we just now really getting right. A lot of times I was very much angry. I took out a lot of of my, you know, anger on her in my, you know, adult years. One time, it's so crazy. One time she asked me why I didn't like her. Because <laughs> that's how much we butt heads, you know. Um, So, you know, that was me escaping a lot. That wasn't me healing my inner child because I'm out drinking and having fun. Like I'm, I think that I thought that was fun. No, that's me escaping anything because you know, when you're adult, you're very, very much aware of a lot of things, but you, you, you don't acknowledge that your life is shitty. You don't acknowledge that you know you're going through a lot of cycles. You don't acknowledge that the fact that you're very much unfulfilled. You don't acknowledge that sometimes you're high and then there, sometimes you're low. Like when the money is good, when you're out having you know, drinks with your friends and having fun. Everything is good then. But then when you get home and it's just you and you, you know, you, you tired of working and going to school, you know, then that's when depression hits then and you got nobody to talk to. That's when the depression and anxiety hits then. It's like life, like unfulfilled life is truly a life that you live with a whole bunch of ups and downs. Like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Yet we still don't acknowledge that. We, we think like, we get a little bit of money and, you know, we have like a month or a couple of weeks or a month, everything is all good. And then we get back to that space where everything is bad. And we don't recognize that that's, that's, a, that's a problem. 
Because the the good for that those weeks, those months that the good is in, it allows us to spend money. It allows us to drink, smoke, because everything is good. So we get to escape the problems. But then when we get back into that that cycle of everything is all bad, we we can't even think straight. We we feel like we have nobody. We feel alone in this world. We depressed. Um, when we get in those dark states, um, we don't recognize that it's because we need to really heal. So that we don't have to keep doing this up and down roller coaster with our life. A lot of times I was doing an up and down roller coaster with my life. And that's why one day I'm like, you know what? Why does this keep happening? Why am I going through these cycles? Like, why am, why is it certain times of the year I'm up, everything is good, we partying, we drinking, we having fun, you know, I got the weed, you know what I'm saying? I got me a boo, you know what I'm saying? And then a month, two months, three months later, I'm depressed. I'm down bad. Don't know where my next meal coming from. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, struggling. You know, trying to figure out life. Calling my daddy. Like, <laughs> my daddy used to say, he used to tell me, he used to tell me, you ain't got no friends, man. He was like, you ain't got no friends. Because when you trying to, they with you when you having fun, when you partying, when you doing all the good stuff. But when you ain't got nothing, when you down bad, they ain't nowhere to be around. And for the first time in my life, I really saw that. I really saw those words come to fruition. It's a lot of stuff my dad used to tell me I used to ignore. Um, and I, on his, the other, one of the days I text him and I'm like, you know, everything you used to tell me, you was right. You know, like, you was right, man. Um, you know, you party for all, you party for years. I've been partying since 18 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Five years I wasted my life. Five years I, I escaped. I used different methods of escape. Drugs. Well, I wouldn't say drugs. I'm going to say weed. <laughs> I don't do nothing else. Marijuana, drinking alcohol, sex, um, different relationships, uh, other people's problems, you know, feeling like I got to fix everything, you know, being there for everybody else, not being there for myself. So friendships, you know, all those used to escape my reality escaping escaping my ups and downs you know what i'm saying not wanting to feel anything that i was going through not wanting to accept or acknowledge anything that i was going through and you know my problems and you know my scars and my wounds not really wanting to look at me in the mirror five years of really wasting my life thank god it was only five Thank God I woke up. I'm grateful. That's something that I know. That's one thing I'm always acknowledge the fact that I woke up because it, it, it saved my life to a point where I no longer have periods where I'm really, really up and I'm really, really down. You know what I got periods of? I got periods of it is what it is. I'm content. I'm happy. I'm joyful. I love it regardless. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what hardship, hardships, no matter what anything that I encounter. I'm here, I'm alive, and I'm going to get through it. As long as I'm the best version of me right now. Because I can get through anything. You know what I'm saying? I took everything and I learned from it. I didn't say, oh man, you know, I wasted time. Oh man, I'm 26 and I should be further in life. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I don't know. I looked back and I went through all of that. I grabbed it all up and I worked through it. And I started with my inner child. I started with me. I started with little me. 
What did little me used to like to do? I want to get back to little me. <laughs> little me didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I don't think I had my first drink till I was like maybe 13, 14. So probably 13. Um, but yeah, like I got to get back to that person because that's how I'm going to really heal. That's how I'm going to really understand what I need to do. Because when you start getting back to what you used to do, like reading, for for example. I got back to reading. That was like one of the first things I started to do. I got back to reading. And it, it really brought up a lot of, you know, it allowed me to go back in time, you know, to what was going on when I used to pick up the books. And I realized that I used to pick up books to escape reality. So then I'm like, okay, well, what was I trying to escape? The fact that I was not okay. The fact that, you know, there was a lot of things that I saw that I, you know, shouldn't have seen. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, okay, bam. So then you're able to work. Okay. Then you're able to get to the core of the issue. Then I went back to writing. Okay. Started writing again. Why did I used to write when I was a kid? When I was 13, 14? Because I had nobody to talk to. Okay. So you felt neglected, eh? Yes, I felt neglected. I I didn't I didn't have a mom I didn't have my mom to talk to I didn't have my dad to talk to about certain things I would talk to my journal I would talk to myself, so then you have to you gotta understand okay I got mommy and daddy issues I gotta I gotta I gotta you know they're they're a part of the reason why I am the way I am too. Bet okay. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Because you know that's that start and then you know that that's really my inner child though, you know I just the only thing I used to used to do was write and read so then you know that that was me going back so then with me writing now I was able to come into this I was able to get to know how I started to mess up on my own basically so now I'm like okay well how how are you the problem and then I start to think about the relationships and you know how I'm always there for everybody else and not myself and then I start to look at my relationship with money and you know so it's just like through the fact that I used to read and write as a kid, I was able to, you know, get to the core of everything from my mommy and daddy issues to my own issues, you know, to the own things that I brought upon myself. So it's like, you got to go back and because just, cause just imagine you, you, you used to like to play football or basketball or you used to like to sing or rap. So you just go back to that place where you used to be really, really happy. But then you start to, you say, okay, well, why did I used to go outside and shoot the basketball all the time? Because my mom and dad used to fuss and fight. Why did I used to lock myself in, a, in my room and just go, you know, sing sometimes? Because my mom was on drugs. You know what I'm saying? You know, my mom was doing drugs. So it's like, you have to, you have to, you have to be able to see that. And you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's one of my problems. You know, that's that's one of the things that I'm trying to forget that I need to actually work through. Why did I used to go outside and, you know, uh, just go run? Because my mom used to cuss me out all the time. And I didn't want to, you know, that used to make me feel bad. So I used to go run just to feel better. You know, you have to go back to those things. You know what I'm saying? Because it allows you, <clears throat> it allows you to be able to see, you know, and I'm about to wrap this up. Honestly, I got somewhere to go before my next episode. I'm doing two episodes today. Um, it allows you to really go back so that you can say, okay, this hurt me. Like that hurt me. Like the things we do as at a, as an inner child to really have fun and to really, it's kind of like a method of escape, but it's not too, because we usually actually love to do it. 
you know, we used to love to go shoot the basketball, love to go rap and see, love to go read and write, love to go dance. You know, these are things that we love to do, but it also was a way that we escaped whatever our childhood used to look like if we if we were children that had negativity in our life as a child. You know what I'm saying? But we must address the reason why we used to do these things. So that once we address it, once we work through it, it'll be something that we actually can enjoy. Just like, you know, me, I used to write to really get through things. I still do that, but now I I, re- I recognize that it's one of my passions and that I actually genuinely love to do it and not to make money, but just to do it. I love writing. You know, I love writing to for other people that somebody, I love the fact that I can write something, I can conjure up something in my imagination and somebody else can read it and feel it. And then as far as reading, I love how I can just sit and read a book and really just be comfortable and I'm not escaping nothing at all. I'm just going to another world and I'm using it to really just for inspiration because I'm a writer myself or to grow and learn in my own journey, depending on what I'm reading. Even if I'm reading uh, fiction, stuff that's not true, it still helps me to, I still am able to like really, you know, learn from it. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, like, you just got to go back and heal that inner child. Um, so I'm going to just give y'all some types of inner child wounds. And y'all can go um on Google, um, you know, to really get more information, do more research, you know. Um, but we have uh the abandonment wound for inner child. Um, because, you know, these are things that we carry into our adulthood. So, um, let me just read this. It's just so good. So understanding the cycle of inner child wounds. I'm going to actually put this at the end of the, um, in the description box for y'all. Um, understanding the cycle of inner child wounds is essential in order to heal and move forward with your life. The cycle begins with the initial wound, wounding experience, whether it whether it be emotional or physical. This creates a deep-seated feeling of hurt and vulnerability that will carry on into childhood. Most of these wounds tend to occur in the development stage of between zero and seven years old. See what I tell you? These unresolved wounds can, and I didn't even read this. Like that's just that's just me knowing from experience, really what it is like. These, like everything I just said, I didn't do any research. I just, I found these last night, but I just emailed them to myself so I could read, look at them and give y'all some information. But everything I just said was just off into intuition, off experience, even my own experience and what I've seen, you know, out here. So, um, these unresolved wounds can then manifest in a variety of ways, such as self, such as self-sabotage, addiction, and unhealthy relationships, literally, <laughs> You know, like partying so much that you don't take care of your responsibilities. You know, smoking so much weed, I don't go to school in the morning. So many, like dealing with so many people that I should never dealt with, but I'm, I have so I have these inner child wounds that I feel like this is love. Like I feel like I need to save somebody. You know what I'm saying? The cycle will continue to play out, reinforcing the associated trauma loops that consist of a trigger that leads to a pattern of behavior known as a trauma response. However, with awareness and a commitment to healing. It is possible to break these cycles and find a path towards inner peace and emotional freedom, period. So there are different types of child wounds. We got an abandonment wound. Um, parents are absent. 
um, you know, being left or abandoned at a young age, uh, which can lead to, you know, a fear of being rejected in future relationships. This look like somebody leaving you before you leave them. <laughs> you know, different different things, but different triggers, you know. Um, a lot of triggering issues, you know, abandonment issues. I think my sister deals with abandonment issues. Um I want to say I deal with them, but I don't feel like I deal with them as bad. Um, I don't. I feel like I deal with neglect wounds more than anything. Um, I don't really. I don't forgot. I feel like it's slight. Um, it's small. My abandonment issues are small. Um, so neglect is sometimes confused with abandonment, as they can often interfunction with one another. That's why I said like I'm more so like a. And then she might, well, I don't know. She goes to therapy. So if she say abandonment issues, then it's abandonment issues. Um, and I can understand, like, we had an absent father. Like, we know our dad, but he wasn't in the household with us. Household with us so that's kind of abandonment. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so neglect specifically relates to being ignored, overlooked, or uncared for, uh, which can feel unworthy. Um, can lead to feelings of unworthy of attention and affection. So, yeah, I deal with neglect. Um, like, I didn't feel like, you know, Nobody cared, you know. <laughs> um, I never received that from my parents, like the affection and stuff like that. So, you know, I deal with it. Like in my relationships, you know, I, I need, like, I used to need, like, a lot of affirmations. Like, I, I need to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that you that you love me. Like, that you hear from me. Like, I need to know these things. Like, I need to hear you say it. Because I never hear nobody tell me. So, it's like, I don't feel like you love me if you're not telling me. You know what I'm saying? Which is very horrible. <laughs> But that's just what it was, you know. But thankful for growth, thankful for healing. <laughs> Definitely. Um, emotional wounds. Um, these are usually the most common type of wounds inflicted in childhood due to the ease with which emotional harm can occur. Um, when emotions are invalidated, dismissed, or ignored, leading to difficulty in maintaining a consistent emotional baseline. Um so people is 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 when people and I deal with this too. It's like you shut down a lot and you don't really know how to express your emotions, um, especially when you feel overwhelmed. Um, I used to that's me like, but it's just too much. Leave me alone, cause yeah. <laughs> so it kind of leaves stuff like at a standstill, um, which is not good. Like when you're able to, like even now, I will say I'm very good with my emotions, to the point where. Actually, I won't express them. I will need some time because I know that I get angry. Like, especially if it's like a heated situation, I need the time. I won't, you know, speak or express my emotions when I know I'm emotionally disrupted at that moment. You know, and I think I feel like that's healthy. It's not shutting down. It's, you know, but you got to communicate that with somebody. Allow them to just say, look, can we can we come back to this because I need to process um, physical wound. Um, this is when a child experiences physical harm on a consistent basis, leading to difficulty in feeling safe and trust, trusting others. Like when somebody reach out to touch you and you flinch. Um, so you know it's hard to really you know feel safe when you used to somebody you know as a child always hitting on you. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's difficult to have that physical intimacy or somebody touching you or something it's hard to really do deal with it um like even somebody like hugging you can be can make you feel very threatened you know because it's like 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Verbal wounds. Um, somebody always criticizing you or shaming you as a child. Um, so you don't feel as confident. You don't, you know, have a positive self image of yourself, or you don't have, you know, high self esteem. Um, you know, it's very triggering when somebody, you know, says something crazy. So you lash out, shut down because you so used to tell somebody, somebody telling you that you're not good enough or you ugly, you're not pretty. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, sexual wound, you know, being sexually abused or harassed, um, that trauma. So you have difficulty, difficulty really trusting others. Um, you don't really feel comfortable with intimacy. Once again, like when somebody touches you, try to hug you, you're not really, you know, okay with it. Um, so those are some wounds um and it has a lot of other stuff but y'all should go i'm put this i'll put this out there you know um and then we have these these archetypes um archetypes have been used to better understand our psychological makeup since they were introduced by carl jung the inner child archetype is one of the most famous contributions to psychology but in the time since his archetype model has been expanded onto provide a greater depth of understanding around the nuances of the human psyche. Um, so this is some more. We have the abandoned child, the people-pleaser child, me, <laughs> inner-critic child, perfectionist child, the victimized child, the enraged child, the detached child. So um, I'm going to go into them, but go read it, definitely. Um, you know, and you have to end up, you have to reparent your inner child wounds. Like you have to go and work through it. You have to, you know, you have to, so that you can have positive, you know, relationships, not only with other people, but with yourself. Um, you have to prepare to do this. You have to be able to identify, you have to be able to ask questions and, you know, affirm, um, you know, this is very good. Like y- y'all gotta go look at this. This is good. I'm gonna have to look at this. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to um look at this myself. Cause it, of course, you know, there's still some work that has to be done. Some real deep work too. Okay, so I'm gonna give y'all ten exercises on how to heal your inner child. I'm gonna also put this in the the link. This is very. I thought this was very very good. So um, inner child ex- exercises such as you know showing yourself self-compassion giving yourself hugs i give myself hugs in the shower all the time um writing letters to your younger self you know they can help heal you honestly like if somebody never hugged you you gotta hug yourself like you know i never heard i love you i'm proud of you so one of the things that i had to start doing was tell myself that i love you that i'm proud of you so like when i started to get in relationships after that i i didn't really need to be affirmed anymore you know like i really didn't need to hear it anymore even though i'm a worse affirmation type of girl you don't have to like i don't i don't like push that on people you know actually that's one of the things that i just secretly look for to see if that's like somebody that loves me in my love language and if they don't i'm like okay well you're not my you're not my person because it's good to love people in their love languages like don't love a person like don't go buy me gifts when i'm not a gift person like you know if you're a gift if your love language is gift giving and my love language is words of affirmation or quality time don't go buy me a gift drop it off and then leave with no note, no nothing, at least write a letter telling you how much you love me if you're not going to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to figure out, okay, how does this person like to be loved so that you can love them in that way? So, for example, if my love language is quality time, which is actually starting to overpower 
uh, words of affirmation, then that means I just want to spend time with you. I don't care what we're doing. Even if we go walk in the park, I just want to spend time, especially if you're typically a busy person. If your love language is gift giving, don't come give me a gift when I just want to spend time. But for example, on the other flip side of it, if your love language is gift giving, if mine is quality time, I'm not going to always want it. Like, well, I shouldn't always just think that spending time with you is the way that you want to be loved. Like, if I'm coming to spend time with you, I might get you something cute. Like, I might bring you something small, cute that you might, oh, okay, you thinking about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, you know. But anyways, we talking about inner child today, not the love languages. Wait, I was just saying. Um, so, first of all, acknowledge your inner child. Um, it's your childlike personality. So, um, rather, it's the part of your subconscious mind that experienced and still remembers your childhood moments, emotions, both good and bad. Oh, so it's not like a childlike personality. So it's not like, you know, goofy. It's actually like that part of you that remembers everything that you've been through, good and bad. So it says, above all, your inner child feels safer when they know you're paying attention to them. It can help to simply acknowledge them, remind them you're looking out for them, and send them love. So basically, just healing, you know, like healing, definitely. Giving yourself hugs, you know, like I said, if you're somebody that never got hugs, hug yourself. Like, don't make your inner child even more hurt and harmed by just saying, oh, I never got hugs, so, you know, my life is just bull crap. No, love on yourself. Hug your, like, that heals your inner child. Your, your inner child never got that, right? So do things that your inner child never got. Do the, do the things that your inner child never got. Um, Hug yourself daily. Hug yourself daily. Picture a happy child moment. Go back to the great childhood um, memories. Mirror work. Look in the mirror. I matter. What I want matters. I will not say. Like, talk to yourself in the mirror. Like, one thing I do is I smile. And I say, hey, girl. Like, you know, like, good morning. Hi, beautiful. You know, like, you just got to do those things. Um, Practice self-compassion. You know, positive self-talk. That was one thing that I had to work on. Like, I was so critical of myself. You have to, you know, be nice to yourself. Um, definitely. Um, write a letter to your inner child. Um, journaling has great mental health benefits. Um, just offer your ch- offer your inner child like that, those support that you need. Like anything that you need, give it to your inner child. Like give it, that's inner child. Him, like give it to your inner child. Excuse me. All the things that you didn't have, start to give it to yourself. And that does not look like going to spend all your money. Because that's what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought I thought inner child healing was like going to give myself all the clothes and shoes that I never had. <laughs> Everything like that I couldn't get, I went and got it. That's not inner child healing. <laughs> that's not inner child healing. <laughs> like when you grow up in poverty... You feel like that you have to, like, get all the money in the world so that you never, like, experience, like, hunger or, you know, the effects of poverty. You you try to, like, avoid that at all costs. But, you know, the more you try to avoid it, you know, the more you're going to put yourself in it. Um, Truthfully. Because, like, you know, sometimes we can, we can have it all one day and it can be gone the next day. So it's really about healing so that you can really... Do the correct things with, you know, your finances, honestly. Um, identify your emotional triggers. You know, think about what makes you instantly upset, angry, or fearful. 
um, does it trace back to negative childhood experiences? You know, perhaps your dad never truly listened to you, so now you feel rejected when your partner is too busy to pay attention. When you identify where this pain originated, reassure your inner child that they are safe, loved, and heard. One of the things that I affirm myself, I am safe, I am loved, I am healed. That's one of my affirmations. I am protected. That's the thing. I say, I am safe, I am loved, I am healed, I am protected. Make time for play. Try spending time doing what you do, what you love as a child. Get out the coloring books, listen to music, play with clay, write a story, run barefoot in the grass, watch an old cartoon. The important thing is to feel creative and inspired again. Play is built into our schedule as children, but play in adulthood in adulthood is just as important. Have fun. Inner infant meditation. That's something new. Um, it's up here, so go look at it for yourselves. Continue to educate yourself. I love that. Continue to educate yourself. Um, always on different things. So that's my episode for today. I'm going to end it here because I literally have to go. Um, I have to go. I love you guys. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay beautiful. Um, and yeah, do the work. Start the work. It's important because you're going to always live in fear. You're always going to live in unsafety. You know, the even if a relationship, platonic or romantic looks good right now, you know you. Like like I was saying earlier, as adults, we become very, very aware. We just choose to ignore it. We just choose to escape it. Even when we know right from wrong, we choose to take the other path because we do get a choice. We we have a choice to stay into saying something or to leave it. We have a choice to stay the same or change. We have a choice to see life the same way or see life differently. When that when those choices are presented to you, whether you want to grow or stay the same, wherever wherever that choice looks like, because we always get a choice to take that path of growth, or we or we or we we get a choice to take that path to stay the same. Whether that even looks like a job promotion, somebody say, "Oh, you want to get promoted." Sometimes you can be fearful of that, and you can say, "No, I want to stay. You know, I'm good. You know, you don't want to take a risk." So that's just an example. So even in the little things, like we have, we always have two choices put in front of us, and we're very much aware of where that where those choices can lead us and take us. And yet sometimes we always choose the the path that's going to continue to keep us in destruction. Choose the path that's going to allow you to heal, growth, and self develop in your life. Choose your higher self. Allow your inner child to lead you to your higher self. Allow the work you do in your inner child to lead you to your higher self. And I'm out. Good night.